Well, let me extend a warm and hopefully dry welcome to you all as uh, you've come out on this rainy evening to worship with us for our cantata. We are so glad that you're here because this is a very special event, uh, a time that we come together to uh, sing the wondrous story of Christ's birth, of his incarnation as we rejoice together uh, in the good things that the Lord has done through him. And so uh, welcome and and hope that you are here uh, expecting to be blessed through the cantata that we'll uh, receive in in just a bit. Uh, Just a couple of things that I would remind you of uh, this evening as we are about to get started. Uh, Remember that on Tuesday evening we'll be having the Christmas Eve communion service. That will be at 5 o'clock, 5 o'clock on Tuesday, Christmas Eve. And then there's a few other events uh, after Christmas that you can make note of here on your calendar. There's a uh, New Year's Eve chili cook-off, and then there's a uh, Lord of the Rings movie marathon for the youth on Saturday, January 4th, so you all can feel free to come and join us for that. Uh, So those things being said, I would invite you uh, this evening to stand together and turn in your hymnals to hymn number 98 as we sing together, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. I heard the bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play, and wild and sweet the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill to men. I thought how as the day had come, the of this cantata and the singing together as we have just done in the proclamation the proclamation of peace on earth goodwill toward men this peace on earth that is only possible because of the one who came at christmas this god man emmanuel god with us who came to us at christmas and by him 
for this peace on earth is possible. So we thank you for that. Pray now, Lord, help us to worship you fully as we spend this hour together. And may we honor your name thereby. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Just before we begin, let me uh, make a quick note here. If you'll look on your bulletins on page four, we do have words to two songs. We invite you to sing with us when we get to those two. We have Silent Night and then the Hallelujah Chorus. And we'll ask you to rise and sing with us when we get to the Hallelujah Chorus. As much as you know, sing heartily with us then. So for now, without further ado, we ask that you simply enter into worship together with us as we present... Noel, Night of Everlasting Love. Fear not, Mary, 
For you have found favor with God, and behold, you shall conceive and bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus.
firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn.
Great job. 
the shepherds and kings of over 2,000 years ago, we gather here to honor the birth of the Son of God. We follow in the footsteps of those first witnesses who spread the word of the Savior's birth, and we pause to remember the child with his eternal promise of goodness and life. Let's go. 
centuries have passed, we still celebrate the birthday of that babe of Bethlehem. And the wonderful happiness of that first Christmas still lives in our hearts today. Sing as much as you know. The words are there. If you don't know it, jump in where you know it. This handles Messiah. Feel free.
should be joyful during the Christmas season when we have the never-ending reign of our Lord to look forward to. And we are promised that if we but put our trust in Him, if we allow His sacrifice, His atoning work to be the payment for our sins, we too will get to enjoy that reign forever with Him in glory. You know, one thing that I was struck by during the cantata is just the visual here. Uh, we have the, the choir in festive arraignment behind us, singing songs of joy about our Savior's birth, and yet just over their shoulders looms the cross. Bethlehem is never far away from Golgotha. 
And so we sing, we rejoice, we praise a Savior who was born, born to die, but died to rise again and to reign forever and ever. You know, the wonderful thing about that, the wonderful thing about coming together and singing these songs tonight, these joyful Christmas hymns, the, the, the really fascinating thing about all of this is really the unoriginality of what we're doing. You know, we're not doing anything new here tonight. We've heard these songs before for the most part. We've listened to these same passages that have been read aloud over and over again. We hear them every year. You've perhaps been reading them at home with your children or with your family or contemplating them in your daily Bible study over the past month. And really, that unoriginality in what we're doing here tonight is somewhat odd in the world that we live in. Because we live in a world that prizes novelty, that prizes the next new thing, that, that is always begging for our attention to be diverted here or there or somewhere else. We're always looking for the newest and best product, a shiny new car, you know, new trendy clothes, a new movie or show to go watch. In just a few days, kids are going to go crazy over the new presents that they get to open. We live in a world that is constantly updating, that's constantly begging us to look at something new, but not tonight. Tonight we're looking at something old for just a few minutes, something familiar, a story we all know. And why is that? Well, I believe it's because we find that in our novel and expendable culture of consumption, there's emptiness. There's no real substance there. We're always left feeling wanting, always a little empty. And as a father, believe me, I know that soon enough the new toys that our kids get will make their way onto shelves beside the old ones. And they'll go unplayed with. And the new clothes that we get will sooner or later be shuffled back into our closet beside the old leisure suits that some of us used to maybe have or, or something of that nature. Our new cars will eventually rust and get junked or traded in. Everything is eventually corrupted. And so we long for something that will stand the test of time, something that will last, something that we can hold on to. And we cannot find what we truly need out there in the world. And so we Instead, turn to be reminded tonight of the deep, timeless, unchanging truths of God's Word. And we need to be reminded of this year after year, really day after day. We need to be reminded of these truths of God's great love for His people and what He has done for us. We need to be reminded that Jesus Christ, the Lord of all, who will reign forever and ever, that He took on human flesh, and that he humbled himself in such a way so as to be born in Bethlehem, to be laid in a manger where the stench of animals and their refuse would be the very first things to greet his nostrils as they drew in their first fleshly breaths. We need to be reminded of those things. We need to sing together, Silent Night. We need to sing together, Joy to the World. And the Hallelujah Chorus, we need to do that over and over and over again. We need to be reminded of those things over and over and over again because we're also constantly reminded of other realities in our world. We are constantly reminded of the reality of death. 
We're constantly reminded of the reality of sickness and disease and brokenness and ruined relationships. We're constantly reminded of how corruptible things on this earth really are, including ourselves. We're constantly reminded of the curse of sin that hangs over our head when we mess up, when, when our mouths slip up, whenever we do or say things that we know that we ought not to, when we fail and disobey. These stories are repeated in our lives over and over and over again, every single day, ever since our first parents sinned. We know those stories well. And that's why we need to know this story well. It's why we need to sing these old, familiar songs. We must combat the repeated oppressive darkness. And the only way that we can combat that is with repeated truth and light. John says in John 1, 5, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. This world is a dark place, but we gather here tonight to be reminded of the light that we have in Jesus Christ. Through his incarnation, his taking on flesh, and his coming to die on the cross. And his being raised again so that he will reign forever and ever. We hold fast to these truths. Because this is what overcomes the darkness that we struggle against every single day. And so I would urge you to ask yourself, you may know the words to these songs. You may know the Christmas story. You may know much about Jesus, but do you know him? Do you know Christ? Have you trusted in him? Have you laid your life on his? So that his life and his atoning work on the cross can be yours. I would urge you this Christmas season to consider where you stand with Christ. And if you do not know him, to repent of your sins and trust him, perhaps even tonight. As we think about traditions and as we think about the familiar themes that we come to over and over again, there's another tradition that we have here at this church. It's an important one. It's one that I've come to love over the past seven years as, as I've been here and I've seen this done year in and year out. And it's a, it's, it's a beautiful thing that we get to participate in together as a body of believers. And that is that when this church was founded, the men of this church wanted to make sure that everybody in the community had a little something to remind them of the goodness of God and the grace of God in their lives, a little gift to take home. And so tonight, as we do every year at our Christmas cantata, we'll be giving you a, a small gift, some fruit and a candy cane, something uh, that you may think of in our, again, culture of... Uh, novelty and uh, expendability and gadgets and gear and all those things. You may think of this as, as a bit quaint, but this is a gift. And it's a gift that over the years this church has sought to give to the community because we want people to know that they are loved and that Christ has changed our lives in a dramatic fashion. And we want to share just a bit of the kindness that we've experienced with the community. And so we're going to ask that the men begin passing out the fruit. And as they pass that out, we're going to sing Silent Night. I know we've already sung this a bit, but again, we need to be reminded of these things over and over and over again. So I would ask that you uh, stand together um, as we turn in our hymnals to hymn number 85.
and sing together Silent Night. tonight. I hope that your hearts have been stirred, that that you've been encouraged, and that you are well prepared now to rejoice over the next week as we continue to celebrate with our families and friends the birth of our Savior. Let's pray together. Lord, we are so grateful for the opportunity to come together and sing, to sing the wondrous truths of your word, that you have come to the earth full of humility, ultimately to be raised once again to glory. Lord, we long now for that glory to be realized in each of us as you are continuing to conform us to the image of Christ Jesus, your Son. Lord, I pray now that we would go, but as we go, that we would go mindful of these truths, holding fast to them and not neglecting them in the week to come. May we remind ourselves day in and day out of why it was necessary for you to come to live and to die so that we would not have to bear the wrath of God on our own sins. Lord, we thank you. We rejoice in your goodness. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen.